This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check it out today, see what I've done for others, and see what I can do for you. Logos, family logos, ministry logos. I can draw your dog, your mom, or your house. DrawYouPicture.com. Also brought to you by GoDaddy.com, where you can use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. And also sponsored by Spotty.com. Welcome to another episode of Geek Loves Nerd, encouraging marriage and family advice from a gamer husband and a CPA wife. Geek loves nerd, nerd loves geek, at least she did late last week. I haven't asked lately because she's still living here and that's more than I deserve. Geek loves And here are your hosts, James the Geek and Jen the Nerd. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. Show number 79, brought to you the week of May 16, 2010. Hi, I'm James. I'm the Geek. And I'm Jen. I'm the Nerd. That's right. We're very happy to be here today. We're very excited about uh, about the show because it is the last in what was going to be a 13-part series. Uh, we've decided that we're tired of talking about proper discipline, so... That's right. <laughs> it's too late for our children. Well, that and we've are, everything else that we're doing. We, we were ba- basically basing it off a Sunday school class that we've been doing on parenting at our church, and so we'd do a Sunday school class, then come back and recap as a show. Mm-hmm. But everything we've done, uh, everything we're doing from now on, has already been a show. Like right. like this Sunday, I know we missed last week, but this Sunday we did uh, parents as pastors, mm-hmm. and that is that is a show that we've done. In the past. So um, after this one, which is uh, consequences and rewards, we're going to be talking a lot about that. Um, we're going to get back to, to our regular broadcasting schedule mm-hmm. where we talk about stupid stuff once in a while. Yeah. Stop being so serious. Yeah. Just talk about Buzz Lightyear and stuff. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Can you get that mic a little closer to you? Okay. Yeah. Just pull it. Just pull that sucker right there. Oh, yeah. How's that? That is awesome Thank and you. wonderful. Um, uh, kudos to those that are joining us in the chat room. We appreciate everyone that's out there and uh, hope you're enjoying our dual cam setup. Some people have uh, wanted to see Jen's face and now. Now they get it. Now they more or less can. I can't see it. Let me see. I'm going to see about adjusting. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's Jennifer for you. Um, anyway, welcome. And uh, we're glad that you're here, whether you're listening to us live or um, joining us, uh, you know, I don't know, out there in the webosphere. We appreciate your participation. Hopefully you enjoy the new uh, shortened um, theme, theme song. I like it. Yeah. Some people are going to hate it because they're going to be like, I like the whole thing. What but about the gold ring? On yeah, the exactly. Ring on the left ring. It's still there. Even we just don't need to hear silver. it every week. It's plastic. What? I'm just kidding. I got it out of a chicken machine. I it paid a quarter for that thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time for some weekly updates. Now, soon we'll be having uh, some brand new um, bumpers, but I didn't oh. have time. Been busy. Mm, yeah, I but, understand. But that's where we got we got some new stuff coming. But you'll hear it. We'll hear at least one of them. Uh, so welcome to those in the chat room. This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is also brought to you by Sp- <laughs> Dean Piercy and Corey Ingman mm-hmm. and Spondy.com, where you can shop for NFL, NHL, NBA, and college team gifts for you, your baby, and your pet. 
Would you ever buy anything for your pet? Yes. I would. You would? I would. I was thinking about that, and if it was my favorite sports team, I would buy them a shirt. And what, you could take a picture and put it on their website, too. That's kind of like what their thing is. They sell stuff, but you can also take pictures of your pet or your baby and uh, share it with all the other people. How about your pet and your baby together? That would even be better. They have a great selection of novelties, apparel, and more for you and your favorite team, and even better prices. And again, funny photos of your pets and babies wearing team apparel. And what's funnier than that? There's nothing funnier <laughs> than your dog in team apparel. <laughs> Riding, yeah, on your kid's back. Uh-huh. Uh, Spotty.com. Team fanaticism at its finest. Check it out at Spotty. That's S-P-A-W-T-Y dot com. Um, we got a little bit of news today. We don't usually do that. But I want to give you the opportunity, the listener, to help support... Um, this this project, this whole Geek Loves Nerd thing. And I know we've mentioned here and there that for $5 you can sponsor a show, and that still stands. We'll read a message from you. We'll promote your blog, whatever you're wanting. Um, but uh, we have an opportunity for you at, at geeklovesnerd.com to sponsor us on a monthly basis, um, anywhere from uh, you know a dollar a show to ten dollars a month to twenty dollars a month every little bit helps and it helps us update things like microphones and webcams and live show stuff and, and it makes the show better for you so uh, you know you won't hear me mention this every week but I'd love for you to go and consider sponsoring geek loves nerd and uh, and making everyone's favorite marriage and family show just a little bit better okay let's do a little bit of weekly updates. What's okay. going on in your world, Jen? If you have a new game addiction that you've been messing yeah, with? Yeah, I do, but I didn't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I love how you act like you're not a gamer. I'm not a gamer. I am. I should never be a gamer. But when you find a game you like, you are the most addicted person I've ever I seen. I am horrible. I'm worse than you, and you're pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, what was it? You played Doodlebugs, which was like Zuma. What was that? Uh, um, uh, the color spitting yeah, frog? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's not Doodlebugs, so anyway... Yeah. Something. Something with bugs. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. played it till I died. <laughs> I mean, I played it until I finished. <laughs> and then it was uh, Diner Dash. Mm-hmm. And then Cooking Dash. Yep. And now what? What are you playing now? Some uh, Sally Spa. Yeah. Something like that. You know where I heard about that game from? I heard where? it off App Slappy uh, from um, Scott Johnson of Extra Life Radio. And he was talking about it, and, and he's like, dude... I'm a dude. I love being a man, but I love this game. It is totally for chicks. It's totally girly, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, if this guy is willing to give up all of that to say that, you know, to basically tear up his man card, mm-hmm. I, I need to check it out. And so I downloaded the uh, the trial and uh, mistakenly accidentally let Jen play it. No, you like gave it to me and said, hey, I've got your new addiction. <laughs> was I right? Yes. <laughs> And you know this about me, and you still you you push it. Mm-hmm. I did. I pushed it. I gave now it to I've you. Now I've wasted hours of my life. So she's playing it. Go ahead and tell them the, the little story that happened just now, like uh, not an hour ago. I'm playing it. And, and I, I had it plugged in to oh, the computer so that it would stay charged. Because this woman, the only time she'll quit playing is when it runs out of batteries. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. So um, I'm playing it, and it pops up sinking with... Or sync in progress. Yeah, which happens sometimes. So I'm like, uh, you know, I clear it off. And then second later, sync in progress. <laughs> clear it off. Second later, sync in progress. <laughs> and then you start laughing. You were like 
clicking on iTunes and telling it to sync or something. I, I was. I, I just kept hitting sync in iTunes yeah, you're just evil. to mess up her game. So evil. Evil. But it was hilarious. It was lots of fun. All right. You, you'll remember this. We were driving. Uh, yesterday, we went to a picnic with our church. Mm-hmm. It's apparently an annual picnic. Very big deal. And it was a lot of fun. We went out to, um, what beach was it? Fort DeSoto. Fort DeSoto Beach. And uh, and had inflatables and, and sunny bar- Sunny's Barbecue, which, you know, is passable. It's all right. I don't like their sauce at all. But that's okay. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. All the people were out there. And... Um, and afterwards, you know, after about uh, from nine to two, or, or, or yeah, no, from nine to noon, you know, you eat, and then everybody goes to the beach. Mm-hmm. They had a scavenger hunt, blah, whatever. Uh, I would have participated. Really, in that. Yeah. really. See, I love that you and I are so thing. different with that. I hate you games. Hate them. I love games, and I, I don't even know why fun. I hate them. I just hate why them. Do you hate games? Because you're a party pooper. No, oh, whatever. I just, I, I don't know. I don't enjoy them. I don't like losing. I don't think it's fun. Mm, I'm not competitive like that. I like games. I like looking for silly stuff. Yeah? Like straws and shiny rocks? Why not? I know, because we weren't even playing, and somebody came up and asked you, and you went through all your change looking for a 1960 penny or something. Yeah, which I don't... I bet that was hard to find. 1960 dime. Mm. Sorry for correcting you. Whatever. It's like my daughter twice, but anyway. uh, So we, we did all that, and we're driving back. And my, my daughter talks nonstop. This is her thing. She's always done this ever since she could talk, even before she could talk. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So she's talking, and she's like, everybody, everybody hates the beach. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I think everyone doesn't like the beach. And everyone doesn't like it because they need to quit putting salt in it. Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? What'd you say? She says, they, they really need to quit putting salt in the water because that is gross. It burns your tongue. It burns your eyes. They need to quit putting salt in it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> I've been meaning them. to talk to them about that salt thing because, yeah, that is a problem. I said, mm. She says, well, you should talk to him. All of a sudden it became a him. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's an organization. Um, I says, okay, but he's been doing it a long time. <laughs> Talk to God. <laughs> so, it's just the whole foundation of the world, the yeah. whole ocean system. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's a good idea to go ahead and ask him, though. Yeah. Can yeah. we go ahead and take the salt out? Take the salt out. It'd be great. But uh, she, she didn't like the seaweed either. There was no, some seaweed floating. It was kind of icky. Yeah. It, it looked like a, a very curly... Uh, like a man with very curly back hair shaved his back. Mm, that's really gross. It was gross. There was it lots was, of little so. curly things in the water. It was grody. Yeah. But that's okay. We had a lot of fun, and I didn't get sunburned except for the um, the little tips of my ears. Your ears? Ears. That's what I put on Facebook. Mm. And the only time, <laughs> the only time you'll ever get anyone to respond to you on Facebook or Twitter is if you accidentally misspell something. Mm. It is everybody's job on the internet to point out to you, hey, you're a moron. You can't spell ears. You, yeah. And so what did I do? I responded all pithily. All, all. What did you say pithily? I, I said, um, I said, hey, I name my body parts. I don't know about yours, but mine are called based <laughs> on their function. <laughs> I said, for instance, my son's ears are called flaps because <laughs> that's what they do. They flap in the breeze. So, yeah, absolutely. I can call them ears if I want to. That wasn't a mistake. 
I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I meant to put an H in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a moron, not an idiot. But anyway, so yeah, those are weekly updates there. I hope you enjoyed those. You know what? You can always submit yours if you want to, people out there in podcast land. They could submit their weekly updates. Yeah, why not? If they have why something not? fun they want to share on our show, send it to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com. We might read it. It would be really cool. All right, let's jump into our, our, our main topic today. We're going to be talking about consequences and rewards. So last uh, last time, if I remember correctly, we talked about uh, what the minimum requirements mm-hmm. and the expectations mm-hmm. concept and all that kind of stuff. And we talked about how you're supposed to set up the entire world, your little microcosm, your family universe to reward um, great behavior, um, to reinforce good behavior and to punish bad behavior. So you're creating this current uh, to where children are finding themselves naturally drawn toward the good, because we live in a world that oftentimes rewards slacker behavior, bad behavior, mm-hmm. and punishes good. It's just jacked up backwards. And so as a family, our job is to set that and go against the flow and, and change the current toward goodness in our in our families. I'd like to start with a, uh, a very famous uh, proverb. It says, without faith, no one can please God. We must believe that God is real and that he rewards everyone who searches for him. Uh, that's Hebrews eleven six, And I love that verse because sometimes in children's ministry, you know, because I'm a kid's pastor, every now and then I'll get somebody that says, oh, you, sh- you shouldn't reward kids for being good in church. You shouldn't reward them for verses. They just need to learn it and learn it and learn to do it. And that's true. I, you know, I, I agree to a certain extent. But when I read this, it says, he is a rewarder of those. And another version says, who earnestly seek him. And then I just say, and so am I. And that applies in our family, too. I am going to reward my kids when they earnestly do something that shows me that they've gone above and beyond and they're doing great. Um, real quick, a, a weekly update in our life as far as discipline goes is we've started using our old good good old chore chart mm-hmm. again. Tell them about that. Um, it's a little ch- uh, dry erase board. That- Sh- say chore chart three times fast. Chore chart. Fast. No. <laughs> Anyway, um, I bought it at Target a little bit ago, um, but it's actually made as a chore chart. Mm -hmm. It's um, a dry erase board, and it has little stars, little magnetic stars that you put for doing the chores, and you just write down the chores and... uh, and the she gets a star for – what are some of the things that we're putting on there for her? She's For five. her right now, um, her job is to empty the silverware tray of the dishwasher when it's clean, mm-hmm. um, to clean her room, and to uh, clean toys out of the living room, and um, have a good attitude. I can't remember the I last think that's, one. Yeah, probably like brush her teeth or something. Oh, eat her dinner. Eat her dinner. Oh, yeah. wow. You're going for the throat there. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything that Jen's having a, Jen is having a struggle meeting our expectations on, we put on this chart. And um, we were struggling to find what a, uh, a good reward was going to be, or, or at least we were for a minute, because Jenna's asked the question, what, what, what's the deal? If I get all the stars, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And uh, quick as a wink, I say, how about a buck? For a week. She has to do it a whole week. Yeah. All the stars have to be filled in for a whole week. And she's like, oh. whole dollar. Oh, man. If only we could buy oh, good be, behavior so easily. Oh, to be five years old again. That would be so <laughs> awesome. But yeah, she won her first dollar tonight. Mm-hmm. She's so excited. She's asking me questions about who was on it. 
She went, who is on? Washington. <laughs> I shouldn't have that dog. And she says, yeah, he was at a circus <laughs> and some bad guy was right behind him and shot him. I was like, no, <laughs> that's Lincoln. <laughs> and it was a play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, mm. she got her history a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like it was okay. at, a, at a circus. <laughs> Instinct to die to get shot at a circus. <laughs> I don't know why they told her that. You know, that's a. She must have learned that at school. That's something just a yeah. little extreme for five. They don't really need to know about Lincoln being assassinated. It's not that important to their life. But mm, mm, mm. Whatever. <laughs> Well, uh, so yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if you reward your kids, uh, you know, however you do it, um, you know, if it's per chore or if it's, you know, on a weekly basis, um, I'm definitely a fan of giving, you know, things like that based on some sort of, of behavior, you know, that I don't have to give my kid nothing financially or extra if they're not giving me extra mm-hmm. from their behavior. so And the big thing, I think, too, with some of the chores we have her doing, like cleaning up her room and cleaning up the living room, is half those toys are her brother's. Yeah. So she is really going above and beyond what she should have to do. So it's definitely something that well, should be Well, that's not rewarded. fair, though. That's what the people are going to say. But yeah. the boy, he's two, and he... He's cleaning up too. Mm-hmm. We've been getting on him and getting him, getting him going, and the boy will work. He, you know, Jenna fought it a lot more than he will. Yeah, you just have to keep his little behind focused. That's mm-hmm. the problem with and him. You got to make sure he's doing it. Yeah, yeah, because he'll. You know, it, it, there is no better time in the world for preschoolers to learn how awesome their toys are than to ask them to clean them up. <laughs> They're like, then wow. suddenly, toys they didn't wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole suddenly become the most amazing thing in the world. They must play with their <laughs> <Yes>. toys. <laughs> it's the only time they'll play with their toys. Uh, so, anyway, uh, la la. Let's see here. Consequences and rewards. Um, I I use something in my in my children's church world that I have since added and brought into my family world, and it's something called the consequence ladder. And um, I actually literally printed out, uh, done it up in Photoshop, and I printed out and I have it as a poster in every single one of my classrooms at church. And now the the the, the obviously the structure I have for church is different than the structure I have for home. But just for the sake of explaining it to you, I'd like to tell you why I use one and and what the one is at church. Okay, um, if you've ever worked with kids in any facet that that uh, especially church. Kids can get on your nerves really quick, especially when they're not yours. Mm-hmm. And so what I've noticed in the past, and even in myself, if a kid's getting on my nerves, I I really want to overreact with my punishments mm-hmm. for that. So if a kid's doing something really, really stupid, say tapping his pencil, I want to just, ooh, stop it. Because they're not just tapping their pencil. We know that. They're getting on my nerves. They're doing it on purpose, blah, 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 blah. But then at the end of service, okay, uh, well, first of all, if you say what we typically say, if you don't stop that, I'm going to take you to your parents. That's what we'll say. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll overreact, go, go to the worst punishment we can think of, take you into your church, your church. But then they do it again, and we've got nothing else to add. And we feel stupid. We don't want to take them to their parents because what are we going to say? We're going to go up to the parent and say, um, I had to bring him into service because he was tapping his pencil. And then they're going to look at you like you're a moron. Mm-hmm. I want you to beat them because they were evil. They were having their pencil. Uh, yeah, you're, we're not coming back to your class again. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it's going to be. So I created this consequence ladder for me and my people so that we would have a way to establish behavior patterns. Okay. So the first step on our consequence ladder at church is called uh, a verbal warning. 
give a kid a bit of a warning. Um, let's talk about Billy and his pencil. Billy, I need you to stop using your pencil to tap because that's interrupting the class, okay? So we tell him the, the right behavior. Second step, if he, if he starts tapping again, he's going to get a timeout one minute per year that he's been alive. So if he's five or six, he's going to go in, the, in, in not against the corner and not even facing the wall. He's going to go to a place where he can still participate in the class and still see what's going on. The goal is not to embarrass him. It's to direct redirect him and give him time to think about what he's doing. I used to be totally against timeout. I was yeah. old school enough to where I thought it was stupid. But watching kids respond to it and react to it, and my own kids for that matter, mm -hmm. it works. It really does. I don't understand why. Why can a kid... Even with a two-year-old, yeah. it's so weird. Oh. They, they just cry. And a kid and in scream. a classroom, they can't sit in their chair. So you put them in timeout in a chair, and they'll sit in the chair. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. It's like, why couldn't you just sit in your chair? That's all I wanted <laughs> you to do anyway. I, I think it's because kids really crave that direction and those boundaries. But it's another topic. Anyway, so he's been in timeout uh, for five minutes. He's come back. And we by this time, we're telling him what the next phase is. And the next phase, if he does it again, is he's going to be talking to either the teacher or the coordinator of the ministry, or me, depending on who's available. On Wednesday nights, for instance, I don't have a class. I'm the principal, and they call me, and I come, and I talk to Billy out in the hall. And by then, I know they've been through two steps. So I'm like, Billy, they've told you. They've put you in timeout. Now they're calling me. You need to straighten up and stop it. You need to stop it. Or um, the next step, my friend, is uh, we're going to tell your folks. We're going to let your parents know. Now, if you can straighten up, no big deal. We're going to work it out. Parents never have to hear anything. But I'm telling you, the next step on this parade is we're going to get your parents involved. Okay? So Billy goes back in. He taps his pencil. Now it's time to talk to the parents. And so now, instead of going straight to taking their parents, uh, taking them into service, we're talking to them after service, or if it's drastic enough, during service, we pull the parents out. And instead of me saying he was tapping his pencil, here's what I get to say now. I get to say, okay. Uh, your son was tapping his pencil. We told him to stop. He continued. And so we put him in timeout for five minutes. He continued. And I called Pastor James down, and he talked to him and told him, we we're going to get you involved. He apparently didn't care. He tapped his pencil again, and now we're now we're calling you in. So what now? We don't sound insane. We've done a step-by-step -step process. The parents, in theory, are horrified because we've established a pattern of behavior. It's not just about tapping pencil. He disrespected his teacher, his friends. He disrespected the pastor and his own parents in order to get to this level. Now, assuming we're talking about something other than uh, you know tapping pencil, maybe talking too much, picking on friends, whatever, whatever, if the kid comes back and displays the same behavior that he did before, then we move to step five with or are we at six no five and step five is one week out of the offending ministry whatever ministry they did the offense in they're going to sit in big church with their parents why do you jump from talking to parents to taking them out of service why is that so drastic well it's because if i talk to mom and dad and i don't get the behavior change that i want then i mom and dad ain't got my back apparently mm -hmm. and so they're just treating us like babysitters instead of ministers so i'm taking babysitting away Mm -hmm. So they sit in big church. After that, one month out. Okay, so there, there's the consequence ladder right there. And the only time we skip up to a, a bigger step, and I think it's right there on uh, talking to parents as if there's fighting or any kind of uh, severe verbal abuse, any kind of thing like that, that that would make things unsafe. If they put another kid in danger or get in a fight, we're going to talk to the parents right away and tell them if it happens again, they're out for a week. 
Okay, so that's a consequence ladder. Now you see why we have it. It's because you've got things uh, to make them progressively worse. And in the home, every kid has a threshold. And uh, just to reference something I talked about earlier in the uh, in in this series, is the punishment for the bad behavior has to outweigh the benefits of bad behavior. Bad behavior does have benefits. That's why it's tempting. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to do my homework. The benefit is I'm not having to study and have and be disciplined spending time in my room. So anyway, uh, what this does, this consequence ladder, is it ups and steps up the punishment step by step by step, makes it a little bit worse, a little bit more uncomfortable until you find that threshold, until you find that area. Okay, now I'm willing to do the hard work of behaving, whether it's controlling my attitude, uh, cleaning my room, doing my homework, respecting my brothers and sisters, and we find that consequence. We find that consequence that finally outweighs the benefits. Okay, mm-hmm. I hope that's clear as mud. So what does a consequence ladder look like at home? First step is pretty much the same, verbal warning. Mm-hmm. Straighten up, stop it, or I'll chop your head off. <laughs> okay? That's the way That's the way AxCop at AxCop.com uh, punishes his children. That was free plug yeah. that I didn't approve of. I do a podcast called ChopCast. It's at ChopCast.com. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then second is uh, timeout. Timeout. Same rules. One year, one or one... Minute for every year that you're alive on this earth, mm-hmm. and uh, that and the reason why I do that, by the way, is because that's pretty much their attention span. And if you go past that, it really doesn't have a point because they'll forget why they're there. Yeah, and and, <laughs> so true. and they'll start wandering around the room and kind of get themselves in trouble again. And I think mm-hmm. that's beyond what you should expect from your kid. But a ten minute kid can, uh, ten minute, a ten year old kid, <laughs> a ten minute kid can sit in there. 10-minute kids probably not being actually being bad and you can't punish them. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but a 10-year-old kid sits in timeout for 10 minutes. It's fine. It's great. A 20-year-old kid needs to go out and get his butt a job. <laughs> I know. Kick him out of the house. <laughs> he can sit in timeout permanently. Yeah. Can you please put me in timeout every now and then? Oh. 33 minutes of just silence. You're that old? Yes. Oh, my <gasps> goodness. I told everyone. <laughs> what do I care? I'm You're old. You're a 33-minute kid. <laughs> yeah. I need to get a job and get out of the house. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh, that's when your problem started, actually. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Um, so, okay, so time out and, 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 you know, put them in their room. Whatever. I don't care. I don't, you know, or or I like what the nannies do on TV. They have a, a naughty, naughty stool mm-hmm. um, that's portable, you know. And um, once you, the, the benefit of that is, uh, is, you know, whether it's in the room or in a certain place in the house, I would definitely want to do it away from television or any kind of entertainment, um, but not in the dark, not in a closet, yeah, nothing, you know, scary. nothing like that. But the benefit is once you get the pattern started, timeout can go anywhere and be anywhere. It could be in the car. It could be on the floor. I've had my kids sit on the bottom shelf of a Walmart, you know, shelf and just sit there for a minute. Really? Yeah. And that works? Mm-hmm. Mm, are they good? Yeah. The point is that they're learning self-control. They're under your authority, and they have time to chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that's what they really need. Yeah. Just a little bit of time, whether they're angry or whatever. And so um, so timeout's very important. Uh, after that, it's time for a loss of privileges, mm-hmm. even in preschool. You know, uh, whatever they love, and that's where the threshold really kicks up because, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Loss of television, mm-hmm. loss of video games, 
Um, you know, uh, we've had to go to the point where Jen, Jenna loves being read to at night. And so that's one of the things we pull. If she has a huge honking attitude and it's time to brush her teeth, if she has meltdowns, mm-hmm. you're going directly to bed. And not only is it a loss of privilege, it's exactly what she needs. Yeah. Because when she gets like that, she's going to fool around during prayer. She's going to fool around during the, the reading of the mm-hmm. book. She's going to complain about the entire thing. She's not going to enjoy it anyway. Right. So we snatch that sucker and put her straight to bed and she has her fit and she's fine. After that, though, if, uh, this is the next step of the consequence ladder for us. Is It's time for a whooping, okay? You may not spank, okay? I feel sorry for you if you don't. But we do, and um, but it is not the first resort unless it's something like a smack on the hand or a little pop on the butt for the boy. Because the boy, sometimes when he, like, hits his sister, pulls hair, rips something, he needs a quick and immediate uh, correction. Yeah, yeah, consequence because he doesn't understand all that. His attention span is he's got the memory of a goldfish at this point. And, and, <laughs> and you know, you know how babies are. You know, they reach for a candle, you pop them on the butt, they learn, oh, you know, I can't, can't touch the candle. Um, but, but a lot of the consequences and stuff are for, for Jenna and, and, and we're getting there with the boy. You can verbally warn him. Um, we make him agree. He's mm-hmm. two. We make him agree, yes, okay, he'll respond. Um, we, we'll make him say sorry. He doesn't talk a lot now, but he can hug mm-hmm. the person he offended, and sometimes that's mom, sometimes that's Jenna, sometimes it's all of us. Sometimes we're <laughs> all offended by the boy. I, I, I want to make him apologize for pooping his pants in the car. Really? Yeah, you have offended all of us, Dunner. <laughs> you stink. We can all smell your feces. You owe us an apology. (laughs) That's our own fault for not training him, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho. um, So, what are some other consequences that we've done, you know, just off the top of our heads? Uh, I mean, some of it's based on our location, Mm -hmm. you know. But a lot of times, it's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Verbal warning, timeouts, loss of privileges, and, and whoopings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they complain about something, take it away. That yeah, kind of stuff, that's so. true. If they're not happy about something yeah. that they're that they should be enjoying or mm-hmm. sharing, that thing just that thing goes in timeout for a while. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice thing to do with preschoolers, especially. Let's just take it away. In timeout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Yeah, with Jenna, I mean, we can. Or we, we've threatened loss of privileges. I don't know how much we... But, you know, like going over a friend's house. Yep. She's looking forward to that. But if she's going to have a bad attitude... Yeah, yeah. You can treat your brother bad. You're going to complain and cry. Hey, mm-hmm. you want to stay home? And we've had to do that before. I think on a few shows back, we mentioned she was supposed to go with you somewhere to the, to gym, the gym. Yeah. And that was back in Kansas City. And she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And finally, we said, okay, go upstairs, sit in your bed. And that girl screamed for 45 minutes in her bed like somebody was drilling holes in her head. I want to go. I want to go. And finally, she chilled. She got right. And I'm telling you, I think that was the last big, huge, giant blowout we've had. Yeah, that was overeating. She just refused to eat. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays. to try stuff, I should say. It wasn't even like, it wasn't like when we were kids where we were like, eat your whole dinner. We're like, just take a Just take a dumb bite. Put it on your tongue and swirl it around. She wouldn't do that. So it became really an issue of she just didn't want to do what we were supposed to do. So we had to step up the consequences. Mm -hmm. Our minimum requirements is you don't have to eat it. You don't have to enjoy it. Just taste it. 
She -hmm. couldn't meet that minimum requirement. We stepped in with a consequence. And she chose where the threshold is. And see, that's another thing about consequences and rewards is you don't have to feel guilty if you're one of these folks that feel guilty about punishing your kids. It's your kid's choice how far it goes. If they can correct it with a verbal warning, great. But if they can't, they're gonna. You're gonna keep going and keep going. And the thing I love about a consequence ladder is it's the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. You, if you can't trust yourself when you get angry, follow that step and hold yourself back. Take a time out yourself if you have to, and give that verbal warning and do it correctly. Warn them about the next step and the next step and the next step, and then follow through. Consequences have to be consistent, otherwise they don't work. So the key is to find what works for your child. Where's their threshold? What is it about them that they enjoy? And then use it against them, mm-hmm. but not really against them. Use it to shape them and mold them and uh, and work. So what about maintaining? All right, we talked about consequences. Let's move up to our chart where the good behavior thing was. Uh, and, and that chart you can find on show number 78, I believe, on the website at geeklovesnerd.com if you're wondering what we're talking about. Uh, I Maintaining good behavior is a thing like the chore chart. Mm-hmm. where we don't give her a dollar every time she's good. Right. We give her a star, mm-hmm. and the star reinforces, and it's not a big deal. Stickers work, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm a bigger fan of genuine verbal praise for things that are just good and expected, like brushing your teeth, eating your dinner, the things I don't, I don't want to give you a dollar every time you go potty. You know, you're, you're five years old. Back when you were two? You know, that exceeded expectations. Now, (laughs) you know, you're not going to get a Skittle every time you go poo-poo. But genuine verbal praise is very important. And I say genuine because kids know if you're just fluffing them. Mm -hmm. And they know when you're really, really bragging on them. And I don't want to do it all the time because it loses its value. But every now and then, I'll just, we'll be playing or whatever, and I'll just slow down. I'll look at my daughter in the eyes and I'll say, you know what? I am so proud of you. I love you so much, or whatever, and and you can just tell it. She blushes like mm-hmm. she's like she's a like she's a teenage girl, you know, getting their first date or whatever. She loves that. Um, speaking of which, remind me to tell the folks about my conversation. I need to do another weekly update about Jenna, and she asked me about husbands. Okay, she's okay. five. Asked me about husbands already. Good lord! All right. <laughs> Um, chore charts. Again, I love chore charts. And so does the super nanny and stuff on television. It, kids love to be able to see their progress mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's free. And, and if you can't afford one, make one out of poster board or a piece of paper, just any kind of chart where they can track their progress and get a little check mark. Let them put the check mark on. It even works for teenagers. Mm. It does. They get allowance. Well, plus it's good because it, it helps you remember what your expectations were. Yep. And what the chores are, and and it it just helps you stay focused. That's why I started it. Honestly, was to because I wanted her to be doing more to help help me. And it helps you as a parent to look for the good things they're doing mm-hmm. instead of the bad. Yeah, it's about what they are doing rather than what they're not doing. And yeah, high, high school kids, man, get a chart, put that sucker up there. If you want to go to prom, if you want to go out to uh, you know on Friday with your friends, if you want to go skating, the sleepover, whatever, whatever, you better have full marks. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's right. I'm doing it. I've already talked myself into it. Jenna's going to have a chore chart for the rest of her life. <laughs> She's not going to be able to function without one. <laughs> She's going to make her own. <laughs> so the goal uh, in this area, though, you don't want to super reward them. You don't want to, like I said, give them uh, you know, a big deal every time they do something they're supposed to do. Because the goal is to, to teach kids to respond positively to the natural benefits of good behavior. 
to teach them that. If you reward it constantly and and overdo it, then when you pull that reward, the behavior goes away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't want to reward my kid for brushing their teeth. The reward for brushing your teeth is your teeth don't fall out, and the and the doctor doesn't give you a big old honking lecture every time you go like he does me. Really? Yeah. Shame. Well, I never had a cavity in my life, and now it's like I got holes in my teeth the size of. I know you've got bad problems. Yeah. The it's size of peas. It's gross. Mm-hmm. So uh, the kids need to do things in the good behavior box because they're supposed to, just because they should. All right, but anything that exceeds expectations on the high end of our chart from last week it falls into the rewards categories. I'm a big fan of long-term goals, even for little kids, um, sh- midterm and short-term rewards. Uh, you know, again, I think allowance and sleepovers and benefits like that fall into the long-term category. Um, you know, Christmas is a great way to bribe kids. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, hey, 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 Santa Claus will come to your house all right. Huh? But he will leave bad presents. Oh. <laughs> presents that attack you. Presents. Yeah, that's a good thing That to will tell take kids. away your brother. Yeah. To a dark place. Like <laughs> Labyrinth. Have you seen that movie? No. Yeah. Is it Billy scary? Crystal or somebody takes away the baby. Yeah. It's not Billy Crystal. It's like, like really weird. Billy David, Idol. David, David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. And just shouldn't. So yeah, um, uh, dessert is a good reward. Bad idea though. I know. Well, rewarding with food like constantly is a bad idea. But uh, once a week, having a, having a dessert at the, a guaranteed dessert that's mm-hmm. a huge motivator. And yeah. that's not overeating. That's that's something ought to be yogurt. in our house. Yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. Yogurt and fruit. They eat yogurt for breakfast. I I'm know. talking about a peach cobbler woman with lots of crusty <laughs> corners to eat. Warm with vanilla bean hand-carved ice cream. Hand-carved. Absolutely. What is that? I don't what do you know. want it carved in? I just know the more adjectives you add to the beginning of food nowadays, it tastes better. Mm-hmm. Alaskan snow walrus. <laughs> what? Pan-seared, pan-fried malagi. I don't even know what malagi is. I made that up. <laughs> but, man, I'd eat it because it's been pan-seared. Do you eat walruses? No. How about snow walruses in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> I might taste one. It's my minimum requirements. I may put it on my tongue. You did eat sushi. I did, and it was grody. You didn't even like it a little I, bit. I liked the stuff from Hooks a lot better than I did from Kona really? Grill. Yeah. I thought Kona was way better. Well, I, I love you, and that's why I take you. So, but so is a snow walrus made of snow? I don't think is there such, such a thing, thing as okay. snow walrus. <laughs> <laughs> There's seals. Or, or. <laughs> okay, so um, benefits are another way. Added benefits, things that they normally wouldn't be able to do. Um, you know, I, I know we went around the table at, at, at church, and uh, one of the main benefits is, is special time, mm-hmm. one-on-one time with parents. That's a great way, you know, taking them out to a movie, um, things like that are low cost and they're long term and they're just uh, uh, here and there. I don't know. Have you ever been going down the road on a highway and you wonder, am I going north or south? Oh, goodness. Did I get on the wrong exit? You know, mm-hmm. you just got off to go to the restroom and then you see one of those road markers. And not only does it tell you the mile, it tells you N or S or E or W and you're like, phew, I know I'm going the right direction. I think... Rewards uh, do the same thing for our kids. 
They mm-hmm. let us know the direction that they're going. Let them know they're doing fine. And once in a while, they just need something random. Now, not to say that you don't spend time with them if they're bad. Matter of fact, they may need more time <laughs> yeah, that when might they're be bad. Why they're bad. <laughs> but, you know, so you don't necessarily take it away. But, you know, the purpose of your time together definitely, you know, changes based on whether, whether it's uh, quality time because they need it or quality time because they've earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, board games and playing their favorite video game with them, you know, going through the Pokemon deck. I don't care what you do. You know your kids, and that's the trick, is knowing what their thresholds are for good and for bad on the bad side and meeting those. So what are some of, I don't know, let's brainstorm, let's bring it home. What are some of Jenna's favorite things? I could tell you a few. I mean, obviously relational stuff is huge. Oh, yeah. Like Anything. Playing a game with her would just ugh. go far. Watching a movie with her. Doing a podcast. Um, I sat, uh, yeah, doing podcasts. We do that. Uh, I sat on the floor and and took one of those magna doodles and just drew random pictures, like of oh my gosh, refrigerators and ovens and bananas and oh, she loves trying to guess what they are before I finish and mm-hmm. oh, she'll just shake her head. Daddy, you are so good at <laughs> this. And Dunder loved it when you drew characters. Yeah. He was freaking out. I drew Bob and Larry oh my and gosh. Elmo. Bob. And if I draw one of the words he can say, like frog or fish or mm-hmm. boat, oh, that's just, he freaks out. And then I'll draw a hand and a foot, and he'll hold his hand up to it. Mm-hmm. He, he's a good kid. I like him. Uh, but, yeah. And, and punishment-wise, you know, isolation works good for Jenna. Mm-hmm. Putting her in her room. Whoopings often often are miracle workers. And that and earlier I said I feel sorry for people that don't spank. And I only feel sorry for you because it saves so much time. It does. It really is a lifesaver sometimes. Yeah. And it's you don't have to even do it that hard. It's not like and you, you do it to, to hurt them. You do it to cause discomfort and, and to correct bad behavior. Just enough to where they don't want it to happen. And one thing, I mean, we've noticed with Jenna, the boy's real young, is, you know, she she got a lot of, you know, swats on the butt when she was two. Mm-hmm. And now it's really fairly rare. Yeah. It's not something she gets every day. You know, it's something we reserve for... Holidays and weekends. Uh, yeah, for fun times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's rare enough to where we joke about it. You know, yeah. oh, oh, spanking day. And she's like, no, you know, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And... uh and you know it's it's mostly like like that example of the of the uh, the baby elephant. You t- you take a baby elephant, you peg him down in the middle of the field. He can't get loose. He's he's pegged down. He's got a chain going from his leg to this peg in the ground. Um, but by the time he's old enough, he's big. He can get loose, but he never tries to pull away mm-hmm. because he still thinks he's stuck to that peg because of his childhood experience. And it's the same with kids. If you start young and get them going straight, when they're older, they will not stop doing right because those rules will transform. It's like when 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 adult sons wrestle with their dads. Their dads are older and decrepit, but they're going <laughs> to win. Mm-hmm. And it's brothers and sisters, same way. You know, the older brother's going to win. Why? Are they stronger? Not necessarily. It's just the way it is. I got whooped by this person my whole life. Yeah, it's not going to change. <laughs> yeah. <ever. laughs> and uh, so it works for you. So start when they're young. And if they're not young, just start where you can and get going. You're just going to have a lot more resistance is all. So, again, the key is learning your child. What what do they love? What do they hate? And uh, and finding those things and exaggerating the consequences a bad behavior, rewarding and exaggerating the consequences of good behavior. 
So there you go. If you have any specific questions about discipline situations, we'd love to answer those on the next show. If we don't get enough of them, we'll, we'll go ahead and continue and do something like, what's your favorite color week or something stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we'll do. But if you, we'd love to take and maybe do a whole Ask Jen and James show next week um, on specific discipline situations between you and your kids. If you'd like to hear our input on it, we're not, you know, we're not uh, end all be alls, but we'd love to help you. You could send such things to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com or you can call them in. Our phone number is uh, uh, 9203-GLN-GLN, 9203-GLN-GLN. And so you can call that number or email in. You could even record something on your computer or your iPhone and send it to the email address that I mentioned there. Okay, so now it is time for... Ask Jen. See, that's the only one I got wow. finished. Isn't that I like neat? It. Did yeah. you like that I put the uh, adding machine mm-hmm. in there? Yeah, did you hear that? Hold on, hold on. Ask Jen. Yeah, it's a printing calculator. It you, is. you use one of those, don't you? Not anymore. Well, but, yeah. you used to, though. You used I to used have to. one right next to your laptop. Mm-hmm. All right. So here is the Ask Jen question Hey, geek and nerd. Jen, I have a question for you. Will you ever let your kids call you James um, and Jen by your first names? Or will you expect them to still call you mom and dad once they're grown up? That comes to us from Drew. Nope. They can never call us by our first names. <laughs> yeah, every now and then they do that. Jenna will do it as yeah. a joke. Hey, James, or even Pastor James. Mm-hmm. She mostly does it to me. But yeah, Drew, I, I would hope um, that our kids would call me. I, I don't even want them to call me dad. I want Jenna to call me daddy she for the rest probably. of my life. I don't know. She might. Mm. Who knows? I want her to call me daddy forever. <laughs> But no, I, I think it's ridiculous to call your parents by I their know, first names. I know, I don't names. call my parents Unless by their first names. Unless it's a stepdad that your mom married like after you moved out of the house. Yeah, then it's appropriate. Yeah. And, and, and I don't call Jen's folks mom and dad. Some people do that. I You know, it's Charles and, and hey you. Hey you. That's what I call your mom. Well, I don't call your mom anything. No. <laughs> It's just your mom. Yeah, that's James's mom. That's close enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Drew, I would hope, um, I would, I would hope that that would work. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I, I know that if my kids ever started calling me by my first name, I would simply ignore them mm-hmm, until they. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. James isn't available right now. Daddy's here. <laughs> yeah. And matter of fact, I had that going on at kids' church in a similar way. They would, they would call me. Uh, some silly version of my name. They'd make, you know, because kids call me PJ, and I'm fine with that for Pastor James. Some kids call me PB and J, which is silly, and but it's still respectful and it's fun. And it's a, it's a, but but some kid had said PPJ or some stupid, <laughs> and I'm just, they're like, hey PBJ, can I have some candy? I'm like, sorry, PPJ doesn't give candy. He's mean, hateful, doesn't like kids, but. <laughs> Pastor James loves kids. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Pastor James. And then from then on, <laughs> it was said. never changed it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, whatever works, you know. All right, it's time for your input. And we have a question from Laurel and Matt. Hey, James, a while back you told um, – it's not a question. I guess it's just uh, an email. A little while back I told you that my finance – finance, fiancé, funitsu, what is it? Fiance Matt was having back surgery, and at the same period of time, I was being laid off. I do remember that. Uh, well, I just want to let you know that God has been awesome to us. Matt went in 
on the 5th, and everything was great. He came home one day earlier than expected, too, and we got him home about 30 minutes ago. And when I stepped in my room, I got a call about an interview on Monday. Just wanted to tell you, thank you for your prayers, and thanks for keeping some great podcasts going to keep us going. We love you guys, Laurel and Matt. Well, congratulations. Very cool. Hope you're not shacking up. Thanks for throwing that in I don't there. know. I, I hope they're not. Then, you know, just hope. It's just a general hope. So, all right. And we do have an email or a voicemail, actually. So let me pull that up here. This is from Todd, I think. Now, a disclaimer. We may have answered this before in past shows. Jen and I couldn't remember. So we're going to play it again, and we're going to answer it. Maybe for the first time, maybe. Maybe it'll be time. just a different answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Memento, where you, for, anyway. Hey, Jen and James, the Geek Loves Nerd. This is Tom from New York. Uh, I'm calling because I am going to be a pastor in the uh, future, and hearing you talk about uh, going to going to a new church and uh, and a new area in general down in Florida, so there, helping uh, I was wondering: is it difficult for you to make friends in a new area? Um, because I've heard you talk on the show about. Uh, making friends over the internet and over the phone. And I was wondering if, if it's hard as a pastor to make friends within the church and within the community that you're going to. Uh, thanks. I love the show. I love uh, both uh, Nobody's Listening and Geek Loves Nerd, and my fiancé loves Geek Loves Nerd, too. Thanks, and God bless. Bye. Okay, Jen, what's your input there? What do you think? Has it been difficult for us to make friends in our new home? No, I don't think it has been at all. Okay. I would I would differ on that. But go really? ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think being pastors in a church is always because your your friend base is coming from the church for yeah. the most part because that's who you're around. Especially when we we came here for this job. Yeah, we don't really know anybody else at all. But um, <laughs> so your friend base is coming from the church. So it's so limited by default. In a way, I mean, I think it's very easy to make acquaintances. It's very easy to make casual friends within the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people are. Generally, especially our church, very friendly. Yeah, they are. Um, as far as making close friends, I mean that I think that just takes time, no matter what. Especially you move to a new place, it takes time to build relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Um, being pastors, it, it is particularly hard, I think, um, to get to make close friends with people, just right. because you know you're you're kind of I don't know you're part of the leadership of the past of the church, right. so it, it just puts you in a different spot. But um, it is easier to make friends with other pastors within yeah. the church. So we'll see, and all the things you said were positive. I I would say that's exactly what makes it tough. Um, first of all, your 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 friends are limited to who's at the church, mm-hmm. and everybody has different expectations for you. And I found that people treat you differently as a pastor than they would a normal person, and so they put sometimes they put on a, a show, mm-hmm. a version of themselves. Most of the time, I'm pretty good at seeing past it. But once in a while, somebody really snows me. And I think they're really nice. And I hear from everybody else, oh, they're just conniving and evil. And um, not so much here. But, uh, but and then, like Jen said, it's really hard to be friends, like close friends with church people. Because what do you do with close friends? You talk, and you talk about your job. You talk about family. You talk about, and, and pastors are judged so harshly. Yeah. You know, we don't fight people with are, our spouses. Yeah, pe- you know, a lot of people, especially church people, can have this expectation that pastors are a little less than they're not human. Yeah, like they just everything's perfect. It's like people think working for a church 
would just be, yeah. you know, you just walk around and pray all the time. I <laughs> and guess. just hug and kiss yeah. each other. <laughs> it's just, it's just everything's perfect. Brotherly love everywhere and, you roam. You know, it's just, it's still people involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, nobody's perfect. Imperfect people trying to, yeah. to just straighten their life out and they're, they're, they have different levels of success. But yeah, so, you know, being real in front of people is very difficult. And I am real. Okay, what you mm-hmm. see is what you get. But um, I'm not going to tell you all my business just on the off chance. I don't know if you're not going to go around and talk to everybody right. and, about it. And uh, but, but being friends with other pastors, it, it seriously limits how many options you have. We happen to have, I think, seven folks on staff, mm-hmm. you know, where we're at now. We had 15 before, and, uh, and we weren't friends with everybody, you know, on staff. Just because your pastors doesn't make you buddies you know, yeah, it's just like you're not friends with everybody you work with. Yeah, like so yeah, job. it's the same thing. Um, but but even then, you know, since they are real people, if if your kids get on my nerves, I can't hang out with you because mm-hmm. I'm a children's pastor and I want to control them and make them mine. And so mm-hmm. that's not my way of unwinding. If you have significant levels of problems and issues, I can't be your friend because. You're, you're, I don't know. I, I, that sounds so shallow, but I'm just saying significant issues and problems. I, I will, I will be a friend to you, but you're not going to be my close, close friend because I, I just, I can't, I don't have that to give. I think mostly because I am a pastor and I'm giving it to everybody and my family and I, I have limited amounts of, of emotional energy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, uh, making friends has been easier here. Yeah. Than it was where we were for ten years. I will say that mm-hmm. we hardly had anybody, and most of our friends, close friends, were people that we worked with, but not necessarily pastors. Right. And uh, but here so far, doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more people in the same situation as us, as far as kids. There's a lot more people our age here. Yeah. Well, it, but even so, there, there's people with young kids. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about uh, V and C. I don't want to say their name. They have a three-year-old daughter, and they're significantly older than us, but we have a lot in common mm-hmm. because they adopted, and they have a young kid about our, our kid's age, mm-hmm. and they come to our classes. We've been you know, out with them a couple times, and I don't know. We're, we're, I like them. They're older, so they don't have issues. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I just need to steal their house from them so we can have it. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, before we finish out the show, I told you I'd tell you something about Jenna. And this is uh this falls in the category of a teachable moment. It was just one of those sweet moments. Some of the second weekly update for today. Um, and I hope we answered your question. By the way, we love we making friends can be easy and difficult at the same time, depending on who you are in my marriage. If you're Jen, it's easy. If you're <laughs> me, not so much. I'm real happy here, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Jen, Jen is happy, and if you follow our podcast, it's a miracle. It's awesome because Jen, by default, is miserable. Um, what? It's my fault. I'm not blame. It's not like it's a bad slam on you. You're married to me. You said I'm. Oh, okay. So, so by default, my like life situation is pretty miserable. Yeah. yeah. So for you to be I'm happy, married to you, and my kids are half you. So they, mostly me, unfortunately. Yeah, poor that's thing. true. Uh, so okay, Jenna and I uh, were talking, and it was on the way back from church. And I don't know how many times she's told me she wants to marry Dunder or me. The men in her life, you know, it's a normal mm-hmm. thing. But she she's growing up, and it sucks. And she looks at me and she says, Dad, you, do you marry daddies when you grow up? I'm like, no. She goes, I didn't think so. I'm like, but then right there I said, but what you do is you marry someone just like your dad. You marry someone that loves you as much as your dad does and does nice things for you like your dad does. That way 
your life can continue being awesome. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking that is stinking profound. It is. How if 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 and it all comes back to dads doing their job. The problem is women are marrying pro- uh, husbands like their fathers, mm-hmm. and fathers though they sucked, so they accidentally marry somebody just like them, trying to get away from them, but mm-hmm. end up with somebody just like them. And uh, I want my daughter to accidentally marry somebody just like me, and 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 treats them like a princess for the rest of their life. So anyway, there you go, there you go, dads. Tell your daughters. <laughs> marry somebody just like you it was just cool it was a cool moment and uh and i love that i i don't know i, I love that i'm the kind of dad that she would she would base her future decision on mm-hmm. maybe she'll get someone thinner but other than that <laughs> no, you're perfect there you go <laughs> all right uh i think that's it i think that's it all right let's get out of here you ready i'm ready all right hi This is Geek Loves Nerd Podcast, trying to find something. I'm just kidding. That's the beginning of the show. Hey, you know what? You can check out the website, geeklovesnerd at gmail, or geeklovesnerd.com. We have forums and places for you to input and share your thoughts. Send your thoughts to us at geeklovesnerd at gmail.com or call them in to, I'm sorry, 9203-GLN-GLN. What's my problem tonight? Am I a brand new podcaster? Am I a noob? You're a newbie. I, I guess so. Well, anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Remember, if, uh, what's our outie? I loved you. I loved you too. My God, what's my problem? (laughs) You're drunk. (laughs) Ah, Peace out, peeps.